0: What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch On the Town with Tanya. Tonight's guest uh, is a professor. Uh, I call her an advocate and an author of a new book that's out, um, Overcoming the Odds. Did I say that right, Professor? Uh, the book is based upon true events that have taken place within the life of a young woman named Celeste. Celeste has a complicated childhood being born to teenage parents, and a mother who tried to deny her existence, and a pedophilic stepfather. This memoir narrates how she triumphed from telling a tale of woe to a tale of success. So please welcome author, Dr. Shanti Byron. Hello. Hi, good evening, how are you? Thank you so much for taking the time to join us.
1: How are you today? Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm definitely um, honored to be here. Mm-hmm. um and i'm doing well on this june piece i have my new
0: going so <laughs> it's so pretty out uh, today was father's day i wonder what everybody did um but uh yeah uh first of all happy father's day to all the fathers out there i forgot about that yeah uh, father's day though
1: fathers don't get the credit
0: like mother's day but there are a lot of good fathers out there yes they, I, yes absolutely um so your book um is out now and um, I guess in the end, I'll tell people where where, where they can go find it. Um, but uh, overcoming the odds, uh, tell us for you know for the viewers who haven't been able to read it yet or know where it's at, um, what is the story about? Um,
1: so it tells a tale, you know Celeste, a, a young woman who um, at the time she had a really uh, traumatic uh, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with dealing with. Uh, homeless um early in life due to having you know having a dysfunctional household uh, that she was trying to run from and so um it's just like a lot of challenges that she faced you know she's the oldest of you know five siblings um lower siblings and just very traumatic and um one of the reasons I I, I wrote um overcoming the odds is because a, a lot of times especially my profession not only am I um a professor. Mm-hmm. I'm also a social worker. Oh. Um, during this time during this time um, when I wrote the book, I actually wrote it because I felt like God had put it on my heart to write it, mm-hmm. because I encountered a lot of uh, individuals who had suffered some type of uh, sexual abuse mm-hmm. or you know incest trauma, something within their life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, they many of them had gotten stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they resorted to substance abuse. Mm-hmm. They resorted to, you know, mental health issues, suicidal thoughts, things like that, Always felt like broken. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just wanted to be able to encourage people that in spite of whatever, you know, has been, went on in your life, that that doesn't define your future, right? Wow. And for those who love the Lord, you know, they said, all things come together for those who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a scripture that is close to my heart, as well as Jeremiah 29, 11, where he talks about... Um, you know, he he knows the plans for our life, uh, plans to prosper us and not to hurt us. Those are two scriptures that actually really um, I hold firm to. Mm-hmm. And so um, that book was mainly to encourage others that, you know, regardless to what you've been in your life, your past is not defining. Yes. Every day that you come, you know, another day is another day to do something right. And that very same thing that, you know, um, the devil meant to destroy you is something that you can use your story and help to encourage other people later because it's one thing for me to say, Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, you can get through it, but you can, if you haven't walked through that person's shoes, the impact is not going to be the same. You won't receive it the same.
0: No, it's, it's more, yeah, it's definitely not the same at all. Um, what, what part of the book, uh, did you have the hardest time writing?
1: Um, I would say, you know, um, talking about the, um, the homelessness and also with the, you know, obviously the, um, the pedophilic, uh, the father, right. um, these I think was like the most hardest, um, to work
0: with. <clears throat> yeah. mm. I'm curious. I got to finish reading my part of the book. Uh, cause I'm curious to how she got through that part, uh, once she left and, um, you know, uh, everybody has a different story, but anybody who gets to that to me is just amazing. Um, and I, I'm, going to finish reading it. I'm going to get it. And, um, that just to that piece, i wanted to see specifically, cause a lot of people tell their, tell their story or they have read so many different types of stories. Um, but they don't go to the actual breakdown of like, okay, this is what I was thinking when this was happening. And this is the process I went to, I went through to keep myself sane. And then this is the process I use to build myself back
1: up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, uh- I- and I, and I think one of the reasons why um, that's done is, you know, it's a defense mechanism, mm. right? Um, but when you become, when you're a victim, what happens is you have certain triggers, right? And so if you're around others and other people are sharing their stories, mm-hmm. you start to wonder, hey, hey, it wasn't only me. I'm not by myself. You know, other people are serious. So it makes you just, you know, things that you kind of buried away mm-hmm. kind of just starts to resurface again. And so, um, you know, if you don't, the best thing that you can do is, if you have that trauma, is to seek the help that you need. You know, um, one of the things that I um, have found is that uh, hurt people hurt people. And that's Mm. a true statement, right? Um, When you see that, you know, people do these things to you, a lot of times you'll see they themselves, even in terms of parents, you know, a lot of times you'll see mothers who you feel like, wow, how can you do this? How can you allow this to be done to your child? Right. But then when you do some research and you look at their background, they have some unresolved trauma that they have. Been. They're broken themselves. And right. so um, I think that that's something um, that it, it, it plays a, a big part mm. in terms of how, you know, family engagements and relationships, you know, mm. um, collaborate, if that makes sense.
0: No, it absolutely does. Um well i'm I'm um when I hear stuff about uh, any kind of abuse um whether it's incest, whether it's um you know someone on street random whatever type any type, I wonder um, you know what inspires people to um you know to go on help other people and to use their healing use their well not use their healing but use their story to help others heal you know mm-hmm.
1: It's a, you know, it's very liberating mm-hmm. um, to be able to help others, mm-hmm. um, especially when you know people. You share your story, and and people will say, "Wait, wow, um, you went through that, mm-hmm. and you're doing what now?" You yeah. know, and and I always say to them, um, "It's never about me. I always say it's to the grace of God, um, mm-hmm. because He is what helped to get me through." And so it's a blessing for me to be able to not give back and pour into other people, encourage them, and say, "You know what? It happened to me. You can get through it mm-hmm. and And that's very that's liberating every time that I'm able to help someone else. Mm. Do you
0: find that um uh, was that was there the part um when you wrote the book of um when she triumphed and was able to to move on and do something bigger? Um, in spite of everything else, was that the fun part of writing the book? You know, was it therapeutic in any, any way?
1: I, I, I would say that was the best part of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you can actually look back uh, and see where um, you've come from mm-hmm. and see where you are, you, you know, you know, and you know it in your heart that nothing but the grace of God because it could have been so, you know, so many other things or, or ways that. Things could have came out. Yeah, um, you're like, you know what? I know he was watching out for me. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a bigger purpose uh, for my life. I just didn't know it at the time. But he knows. He knows all of the plans that he has
0: for our life. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm a survivor of abuse. Um, and I still call it incest, even though it was my foster brothers. But I still call it that because I looked at my brothers. But I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always think that it really helped me in a weird way when I was doing my counseling, because I was able to really identify and, and hear people better than had I not been through anything. So um, I think, yeah, you can always use anything uh, that, that was meant to hurt you uh, into something positive if you can realize how to turn those, how to turn it into a gift instead of a curse or, or not a blessing, I say. Um, so I think... Uh, which character in the book, um, do you relate to the most? Um. Well, Celeste,
1: mm-hmm. Celeste, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Celeste. What were some of her strong points to get her through this uh, whole uh, process?
1: Um, I would say, um, her faith. Uh, it's definitely you know I'm a, a big believer. Um, and I feel like I think that that's really what helped me um, to continue to not give up. Because like I said, I've seen, I, I work with many people who, you know, who are not that easy, you know, to just say, okay, I, I can have that strength. Anymore. But, you know, there's a scripture that talks about um, when you, we're weak right. and we're weary, that we rely on him. Right. And so um, we, he will have allow us to get through. And that's what, you know, that's what helped uh, me to stay focused and just, you know. When I think about um, my life uh, from then to now, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I have to pinch myself and say, wow, these are not perfect. But, um, you know, um, it's just it's amazing. Um, God is amazing of what mm-hmm. he has done in my life and what he continues to do in my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and even in terms of people who have hurt me, you mm-hmm. know, um, you have to forgive. That's the thing that people have to understand. People hurt mm-hmm. you, but you have to forgive. God says if we don't forgive others, he won't forgive us. You know? And we all fall short of the glory of God, the grace, it's through the grace yeah. that we're able to be you know, um, forgiven. And that helps us because you know what? When you forgive, it's not that you forget, no. but you you release that burden off of yourself. Right, you know? right. Yeah,
0: no, instead a a of whole- weight,
1: a weight that's lifted off of you. You know, you can't change the past, but you can change your future, and you don't want to walk around angry and bitter at people, because what happens is, you know, you'll go on in life, it will affect you in terms of your relationship, how you engage with others, you know, you'll have this wall up all the time, and -hmm. then you'll wind up being unhappy, so you're going to be, you allow, It's that enough when you, as a child, you don't have control over things, but as an adult, you got to forget, because you can't have, allow that person to still had that control that person who hurt you mm. still had that control over
0: you mm. that's that's a hard part still for me but uh but uh, I'm at the forgiving but the other parts some people say um you know um oh um like I had a pastor once say well that person's still gonna go to heaven because they asked for forgiveness and I was like I don't know if I want to be in heaven if that's the case, but that's just me. I'm, I call it sacrilege. My mother was a minister, by the way, my my foster mother. So that she'd be like, "What are you saying?" But I've always been like, "Well, if you're telling me that Jeffrey Dahmer gets to go to heaven because he said sorry five minutes before he knocked himself off, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to go to heaven. I'm not sure if I want to do that." So I have to. But
1: really- you know, but, but you know, um, kind of think with that is. The um, you can fool other people, mm-hmm. but you can't fool God. Right? Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He's the creator of everything, every one of us. All and right. so um when you sit there and say, Oh Father, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. He mm-hmm. can he knows if you're telling the truth for them. Mm-hmm. And if you're genuinely sorry, genuinely, then your actions will change. You mm-hmm. won't continue to do the same thing over. Right. Right? right.
0: So there's a difference
1: with that. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Well, um, I mean, there is, and, and I know he knows he's, he's the maker. He knows everything. So that's true. I just um, still <laughs> never sits right with me when I hear that Jeffrey Dahmer can get a pass because he said, sorry, five minutes before he died. I'm like, I'm a comedian, so forgive me. But, I, but in my seriousness, <laughs> I'm serious that I, I do a whole piece about this, but I'm serious that I'll take one for the team. If I lose, I lose. I just, I just can't, I can't be in the, uh, um, uh, heaven if that's the place if there's a place besides i think it's just an entity but whatever um i can't be sitting with dylan roof i can't do it so maybe one day i'll get there i hope but let's see so um how has the book um enabled you you to advocate um and help those in similar situations to to celeste you know even and actually the homelessness too Mm -hmm. well um
1: I have gotten the opportunity to work with um, the homeless population. Um, I actually work um, now with uh, at Brooklyn Job Corps as um, a center director. And so, um, which is amazing, you know, because a lot of the, the students that we have there have, you know, similar uh, things that have happened to them in their lifetime. And so, um, when I'm able to come in there and talk to them and, you know, um, prepare groups and things like that to work with them. You know, it's really rewarding, and um, I share. You know, I share my uh, my story. I share the, the book with them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh my God, I I never knew this." Even some of my students, like Richard, I see him on uh, Richard on there. I've shared, you know, in in my classes with them, right. and so right. um, it helps them to know, like, "Wow, if you know this, she can do this and, and overcome this, then right. I can do it too." And it just gives them hope, and I think that's the main purpose. Mm-hmm. of why I wrote the book mm-hmm. you know I wrote it more so um not to dwell on my past right Um, is it easy it's not easy you know sometimes I have my moments of certain things but I've gotten to a stage in my life where I'm more at peace right and I feel more at peace because of the work that I'm doing mm-hmm. um that I'm able to see a difference in the lives of the people that I'm engaging with and it starts to make me think like, you know what, even though it was painful for me at the time, even though everything that I encountered in my life, I felt like, you know what, I, I wanted to give up many times. Mm-hmm. You know, I pushed a lot of people away because I had a lot of walls up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a prison anymore. Because right. that's, you know, when you live with that that bitterness and unforgiveness and things, that if you live in a prison and you push people away. And you don't want to do that. No. So um, it, it's very um, satisfying and rewarding to me. That mm-hmm. I'm able to just pour in to others who are going through it. say, so, you know what? There is a way out. You don't have to stay trapped in that prison cell forever. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, to go on. Because, again, you can see me mm-hmm. and touch me in person and say, wow, she's real. She went through this. And, you know, she, she, she's overcoming. Overcoming the odds. Because I could have easily became another statistic, you know. Yes. I could have resorted to... um yeah. substance abuse. Like right. many times be people with substance abuse suffer with substance abuse and they um they wind up, you know, they're self-medicated because yeah. they have not healed. Yes. You know, and unfortunately for um you know black and brown communities, mm-hmm. we you know we never really acknowledge mental health, you know, and, and the old saying like you know what goes on in the household stays and, in the house
0: mm-hmm. And that's
1: not good because what happens is people wind up really messed up later on behind that. You know, Internalizing. Like, you. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah, And then and it affects you in different yeah. ways. Yeah. You know, it affects you in different ways. You, yeah. you know, it's a struggle for you to have healthy relationships with others. You know, you have trust issues. Yeah, You know, you're always thinking because you just have not dealt with that trauma.
0: Yes. I tell people that all the time. I used to do counseling. That's how I met Rich. I think I was in training when I met him. Um, but, uh you know, that's so important to be able to process what has happened to us in our childhood. Um, you know, I, I always equate everything because I used to be in fashion. So I equate everything to my a Louis Vuitton luggage, you know. So you everyone has baggage, right? But you want to get the top. Well, I mean, Louis Vuitton used to be. the top; It's not the top now, but let's just use an example.
1: Well, oh, I love Louis Vuitton.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> you have to get the, I mean, from what I've seen, it holds well, in other words. It holds really well. You know, so you can bang it a little and move it around and whatever. That's kind of how I equate all the trauma that's happened to us. If we don't put it in the right baggage, it'll be spilling all over the place as we go along. Just, you know, like the other day I was at the airport and the whole thing came off because they threw it against the thing, I think. And the whole piece and the wheel, everything came off. And I was like, oh, I thought it was a good suitcase. Apparently it wasn't. But had it been in one of those nice, secure, you know, places then that, that I've already, pro- you know, processing What has happened to you is how I equate it to putting it in a good suitcase. So you're going to have, you have to open it sometimes. That's just life. Sometimes it will be revisited because someone says something, you want to put something in whatever, that's fine. But it's keeping it where you need it to be and you pull it out as needed. You know what I'm saying? That's how I I equate everything. Um, It's just the simplest, um, simplest way of telling people you have to address your trauma. Like, if you don't address it, whether that's through writing, play, music, um, whatever, there's so many uh, creative a- avenues you can take, then it shows up in addiction, morgue, you know, police station, jails, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so you have to process, um, and um, that's one of the reasons why I was very interested in this book, because I know a lot of people um, who have gone through massive trauma and, you know. I'm talking incest, you name it, any kind of trauma you could think of, they've been there. And some people really feel like, I can't do this. I, you know, one of my friends, 18, committed suicide. Now, mm-hmm. to me, I'm just, that's off the table for me. But that's because I, even before I knew what God was, I was a very spiritual person. Like, I didn't know it at the time. I just was like, I don't know. Even in the height of my trauma, something in my head always said, something, mm-hmm. someone, somewhere is going to take care of me. It's going to be okay. I have no idea how I knew that. No clue. I ended up being with a minister mother and later learned the technicalities of the Bible and the word and all that stuff. But even before that, something in me just was like, I don't care what happens, just survive. Just survive. Just keep your mind right. right and survive. And if you survive, you can do anything after that. You know, because right. Lisa Steinberg, unfortunately, is not here anymore to tell her story. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying young girl, you know, the nine-year-old girl uh, yeah. father, who actually got out of jail now. He's out after 10 years of murdering a little girl from starvation or whatever he did to her, um, he's out of jail. So she's not here to tell her story, unfortunately. So for all the victims that are out there, I tell you, you know, if you can't share your story so that you can prevent others from being victims, then at least um, write it for yourself, personal journal. I don't know, something, something where, you know, you're still getting it out. You have to, you have to lay that stuff out. It's heavy stuff. You got to lay it out. Um, And if you don't, that's why you need a therapist because your friends sometimes can't handle all that stuff, you know, right. some are good, but some, it's a lot. It's a lot for me to say, you know, oh, that's my uh, aunt or my cousin or whoever it is did that. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's heavy, heavy stuff. So that's why they made therapists. And now you can get free therapy on, online if you know how to look. You know, there's lots, yeah. of, lots of places. So um, I thank you so much. Um, what advice would you give someone that's going through incest, abuse, or even homelessness right now? Any specific advice?
1: um I would say there are resources out there um, mm-hmm. definitely take advantage of those mm-hmm. um, you know you have New York City Department of homeless Services does a lot of work with um, families singles men yeah. and women and transgender um yes. you know and so um they have those resources yes. available mm-hmm. also um in terms of you know Safe Horizon does a lot of work with sexual yes. assault victims as well as rain right um you know to get the help, get the help that you need um, mm. because you will need the help, but uh, and that's the only way that you're going to heal. You know, mm. you, you, you can pretend and say that it didn't happen, but it's going to always be triggers, you know, that will come up. Be it, you know, somebody may speak and share, you know, what they went through, mm. Um, and you may also feel, too, like, you know, um, when I was going through, when I was in at Delphi and, you know, going in social work school, um, mm. speaking with I had about 17 clients on my caseload that I was um, in field work, um, education in my second year, mm-hmm. and I had about 17, I want to say like 15 of them had experienced some, you know, some type of sexual abuse, sexual assault, you know, incest
0: going mm-hmm. up,
1: and many of them, you know, were stuck. Many of them were dealing with substance abuse, you know, mm-hmm. took depression and felt like, you know, they felt broken, mm-hmm. that they were stuck with you know what happened to them as a child in their childhood Mm. and so something again like i said that really was put on my heart to to want to uh share my story because Mm -hmm. i was getting triggered myself you know hearing stuff that they were telling me i was getting triggered right a lot of things that i had buried deep down were starting to come back up because it was very similar to what other people were sharing with me
0: Mm. but it also
1: opened my eyes to say you know what I wasn't the only person who was by myself, right? You know, um, I, it, it wasn't only me. It's not you know just this dirty little secret of, of me, you know, because right. there's other people that went through the same
0: thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's fine. I used to go to some group. I don't know where it's at. Uh, I it was long a while ago. Um, but um, it's in Westchester somewhere. Um, but I couldn't find. I can't find any like it ever again. Um, I, it was great. Uh, I just didn't like for me. That um you're not allowed to talk to group members outside of the group. I thought that was weird. Uh but I, I know it's a protective me- mechanism, I, I'm pretty sure, because like if we get in an argument or fight, or if we start dating or something crazy, then you know how that goes in, in just a regular group. It's like right. oh, the dynamics can change real quick. Uh, and then then using everything as a weapon rather than helping and healing each other and you know, processing. Right. Uh so I get that. It was just weird cuz I was like we're grown adults. It's not like we're 13. And you got to set these rules. We're grown adults. Like I don't if we want to be friends, why is it against the group to be friends? That doesn't make sense to me. But maybe there's some there're probably some underlying circumstances that I probably didn't know cuz I don't have a PhD, I only have a BA. So maybe that's why. Um maybe there's something I didn't learn or know. Uh, and that's that's okay. But I love the group and I like the people. But I got out of it because I was like, it was so almost like, you know, when you're well, when you share stuff like that with people, anyway, that's very personal. But then you actually end up liking the people, and and then you're like, oh, it put it this way, your true friends would invite you to their house for dinner. How about that? You know what I'm saying? So you feel like it's a fake, mm-hmm. a fake relationship uh, if if you're not doing anything other than just here and that's it. Goodbye, and maybe that's just stuff right. nice maybe that's just my stuff but that we few of us were like this is weird so we became friends and we left the group <laughs> but that's okay. just we were we were rebels without a cause um but i i be, i'm a firm believer in groups if you don't have like a um, a friend that happens to be a counselor or somebody that's really good at listening um and processing mm-hmm. and telling you how to get it all together and put it in the compartments it needs to go in you got to you got to do something cuz you have to do work work is definitely required
1: right you know?
0: especially when really? it's severe trauma and you're young you're 8 years old 9 years old 5 you got to do work There's work and and right. and, and but everything requires work so i don't want to scare anybody but you have to be willing to um you know deal with your truth and sit in it you know right. it's never your fault so it's you know just get it out mm-hmm. and then you can start organizing the first thing is to get it out um, but a lot of people hold it in and, you know, I know people, lots of people who I, I, you know, I can tell that they've been through major trauma, but they just, they just eat it away, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or smoke it away, you know, or drink it away. And, and, and I just say, well, when you're ready, let me know. And I'll find the resources that you need. Cause you need some, somebody's resources. And so I get it. It's sad, very sad to me. Um, because I think human beings are made to be resilient. Um, I don't nice. know how we were designed, but somebody knew what they were doing upstairs. Yeah, somebody right. knew it because the stuff that we've survived. I mean, just think of slavery and just that alone. Uh that's any any group that's been enslaved. Think of the things that they went through, and we s- still standing with smiles on the face. Yeah, that, that's just that. That tells me. If my ancestors went through that tarred, feathered, castrated, I mean, just you name it, been there, done babies, given alligators, like, like mm-hmm. how? You still have a smile on your face. So, for me, for well, my trauma, I always, one of the clever ways I tricked my mind was like, there was somebody down in a ditch that couldn't get out, and you got the nerve to complain about such and such. You know what I'm saying? I had to psych myself out until I got right. out of where it was. And that's how I did it. People think I'm crazy, but I was like, guess what i'm still here and guess what i have all the all my correct brain patterns going on you know what i'm saying i say (laughs) things a long way i may talk a little bit much but i'm i'm fully functional and and uh you know and able to um process anything you know so um i don't know anyway i think uh um this book will be a good uh way for people to figure out for themselves you know um Hmm, what work do I need to do, you know? Right. And I think it's I'm great actually
1: work. I up, um, working on my, um, my second book. Oh, really? Uh, it's going to be focused more on um, healing, the healing part of it. Because um, like I said, I didn't really want to dwell much on my past, because my past is my past, right? Right. It has helped me to make the person that I am today. Absolutely. I don't want to dwell on my past. I want to be able to encourage people that there's a there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But you do, like you said you have to put that work in there. Um, yes. Get the help that you need. There's nothing wrong, you know, with sitting down and speaking with somebody right. about those issues because if you don't deal with your trauma, your trauma will deal with you. And nothing to help. Say it again. Say it again. If you don't deal with your trauma. Uh-huh. If you don't deal with your trauma, your trauma will deal with you and Mm. not in a healthy way. Mm.
0: I tell clients that all the time. People are like, what are you talking about? You'll see. And and there's another one. My friend used to tell me that whatever skeletons that are in your closet that you have not gotten out by the time you're 30, they will fall right on out. Yeah. They will fall right on out. And I was like, what are you talking about, girl? And And then I realized later on in life Oh, the same thing that I was saying later The clients that you got to deal with it. You have to learn to sit in your own stuff and that may not be comfortable and it may not be great, but if you can do it, I promise you, you'll get through anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything. But so I thank you so much, uh, Dr. Byron. And uh,
1: um, where can we find the book? Uh, Well, you can find it uh, on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on eBay. Just type in Overcoming the Odds the last um, you should be able to to locate it. Amazon, eBay. Right. I'm just Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble is another one. Uh, if you type it up, you'll be able
0: to find it. Okay. I put um, different places, uh, other platforms. Let's see. Yeah, because I typed it, I was able to find it. So let's see. I just want to go and say hi in the chat box. Hi, Grandma Norma. How are you? Thank you for watching. And who do I see here? Rich? Uh Richard, thank you very much for for um for watching. Let's see what he said here in the chat. Um uh, to Professor, uh yes, we got that one. Let's see. Uh look at that. It says some nice things about you. Professor Brian's the best. She is a miracle. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, this uh, what um what inspired you to write the book you told me earlier? Did you say exactly what inspired you to like when did you have the first thought of like let me let me see if I could turn this into something? Well
1: um when I was uh in social work school right when I had a caseload, uh you know, the seventeen um, people on my caseload and fifteen people of them had all experienced, you know, stuff that they had experienced. Mm-hmm. Um with, you know, sexual abuse, molestation and so i just felt like um when i kept hearing and hearing it and and you know um even myself being triggered by it and you know just seeing how people were stuck because of what happened to them i just felt like you know the lord had put it on my heart to say you know what you need to share um to be a light or you know a sense of hope for these people who are are suffering and so Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what that's what encouraged me to write it
0: Wow. Well, thank you. I'm I appreciate you uh so much for for um penning a book that really is much needed right now. I can tell you like like every fifth person pretty much has a story of something that happened. Uh and so um it's very important that that I think everyone shares their stories um cuz when you in the sharing is the caring and in the caring is the healing. You know. Yeah. community. Uh, cuz this some things you need others to work it through it and some things you can do by yourself but that's one that I think you need a combination. You know? Yeah combination Absolutely. I appreciate you yes. so much. And um and I didn't have um oh what do you call it? I'm gonna write it in here because I just realized um uh, I did put it in there. Okay. Overcoming um that's it. I put it in there. Okay, just making sure they can get it there. Um so I thank you so much. I'm gonna um Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you so much for taking the time uh on a Sunday on Father's Day to come. Um where your, your kids are they're around there, they're okay. Yeah, they're around, yeah. They're, they're, they're quiet
1: for now. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> Let's see. I, well, I,
0: well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the table. It was my pleasure and we appreciate you. Richard, um, we say hi to you over there. Uh, we see you. Um, hi, thank Richard. God bless you for the work you do. Yes, yes. I I, I know that must be awesome to be a professor because um, you get to touch so many lives.
1: Yeah, I um, I love it. You know, being a professor, I told you I'm a social worker, I'm licensed in the state of New York wow. and um, working you know, as a center director. Uh, in Brooklyn Job Corps. Wow. Busy, busy. (laughs) Yeah, very busy, but um, I love the work that I do. Um, Like I said, being able to pour into people and be a light and encouragement for them. And I always hear people say, oh my God, Professor, oh my God, um, Dr. Byron, you know, you're just such an inspiration because like, you know, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I always say, nothing but the grace of God. That's it. Nothing right. about me, but all about him. That's it. By the grace of God. There you go. But, I but I will say, like I always say, deal with your trauma because your trauma will deal with you. Mm. Say it again.
0: So you guys have heard it here. Who's that? Uh, Who's just said something? Uh, Oh, Rich. Really, Rich. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Rich, for watching again. You're awesome. And Grandma. And I can't see if that's Eugene. I can't see who that is. But uh, thank you very much, whoever's out there watching. I appreciate you guys taking the time. And we're gonna end with a song, uh, and then uh, we'll end. So I appreciate you. If it, any last words um, before we go?
1: Um, no, I just I'm very happy I was able to come here. Uh, hopefully, the, the, the book will be um, you know a piece of encouragement. Yes. Um, people and you know maybe when i finish up my second book i'd love to come back on and share that one with you guys as well anytime
0: you're always always welcome here on the town we love we love having our guests back because <laughs> there's always something follow-up that's good that's going to help people and and we try our best to do something that helps people or enlighten people so i will definitely be t- uh, try to tweet out your book and Get people to go get it because it's i think it's going to be a life changer because even if you didn't go through the abuse sometimes you you deal with people who have and if you have two extra points of mm-hmm. how to what to say that can be the mm-hmm. difference and what not to say and what and not saying anything and then the person suicidal or homicide or whatever you know comes yeah. out of that um i think it's so important yeah. and
1: yeah absolutely um, yeah. You know, definitely um, if you're doing this, there's also the, um, I don't know if you have the number one international the National Suicide um, Prevention Hotline, because there's been a lot of people who,
0: you know, have taken their life even behind it. And so, um, yes. just whatever
1: I can do to try to, even if I can help you, I mean, you can't save everybody, but even if I can save one, you know, I've done um, my job. And so, um, yeah, that's my that's my um, key for the day.
0: That's your key for today? So thank you guys. We, we have been here and I keep hitting this thing. I apologize, guys. Um, we're sitting here with Dr. Shanti Bryan, uh, Byron. And I said, here comes to tw- a tongue twisting, tongue tie myself, uh, Dr. Byron. And uh, her book, Overcoming the Odds, go pick it up. It's on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble uh, and other, pl- mostly any platform. You can just put it in the uh, search box and I'm sure it'll pop up. It popped up for me. So I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, And we thank you guys for watching again this week. And we'll be back uh, next week. We're going to end with a song and then we'll end. All righty. There we go. Here we go.